Okay, very good. That's me. <laughs> right? I'll check my driver's license. <laughs> Amen. Um, things probably look a little different to you up here than a typical Sunday night. And uh, some of you might be that you adults and teens and and uh, all you young folks out there. All right. You're probably thinking, you know, this is I'm going to have a move over here and say you're probably thinking, well, this is for children. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. How many of you with gray hair, no hair, some hair, partial hair? How many of you notice that today's younger generation is a little different than what it used to be? Anybody? Anybody notice? Anybody notice? Huh? 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 Anybody notice that the, the younger generation is a little more disobedient than what they used to be? Anybody notice that? Anybody notice that? Where in the world they learn that? From their parents. So this is not for the kids tonight. Hello. <laughs> All right. You say, wait a minute. Okay. You know, just in your, just in the announcements, they need some help in, 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 uh, in the Bible camp and they need some help in the, uh, in the, uh, target the heart. Amen. Baptism next week. If you're here and saved and not baptized. Amen. Okay. You know what we need? More missionaries. Amen. You know what we need? More pastors. Amen. Okay. Anybody notice that it's getting harder and harder and harder to find young people, uh, young ladies for the young men to marry? Anybody notice that? Anybody notice it's getting harder the opposite? You notice that? You notice that? You know, you better be working today so that your sons and daughters will have somebody to marry tomorrow. Yes, sir. Okay? Because tomorrow will be here too late. So you better get started today. So this honestly tonight isn't just for them. Okay? Noah, would you do me a favor? Would you come on over here, pal? All right? Okay. That I want you to be in the this is the spit zone, okay? So we get <laughs> so so we get going, okay? Any of the other young men, if they would like to come up, they are more than welcome to come up here and sit. Parents, I would love to have them come. It'd be a blessing. Absolutely. Please come. You're, you're more than welcome to come. Anybody else want to feel young tonight? Please, this is your spot. This is your time. Okay? We'll take you back a few years. Amen. Okay? Now, we're going to do some things tonight, and you might find it a little bit unusual. Okay? But, uh, today's generation, today's generation is, is changing very, 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 very quick. And so, uh, and what, and, and, and we have a terrible, terrible, terrible culprit. It's called media. Media is destroying the ability for, for people to communicate. It is destroying the ability for people to actually think. Alright? And, uh, uh, today's young person doesn't live, doesn't learn through the ear gate. Today's young person learns through the eye gate. God's word is very clear. Faith cometh by hearing. But can I tell you the younger generation's not hearing? And you they they don't read. The younger generation's not reading. So we can take that out. Alright? They're they're not doing it. They're just not doing it. Um and today's younger generation is quickly, quickly, quickly losing the ability to listen. So if they don't read it and they don't listen to it, how will the next generation ever understand faith that God is speaking about? You know what they will end up doing? They will walk in a Christian life that is based on sight. That is a scary situation. Jesus said, when I come back, will I find faith? We're there. If you go back to the book of Amos and look in chapter 8, 11, 8, 11, 11 and 8, 8, 11, 8, 11, it says that there will come a time that there is a famine, not of food, not of water, but of hearing of the words of God. We're there. Our younger generation is in the famine. Now, this isn't going to be entertainment. You'll see in just a moment. Trust me. All right. But we want to capture their minds. We want to capture their hearts so they can hear. Amen? But this lesson tonight, honestly, is not just for them. It's for us. I need this too. All right? I I, I need to learn obedience. I'm married. Anyway, all right. 
I appreciate it. Thank you for being here. I trust this will be a blessing, a help. Many of you are going to be working with children this week. Okay? Um, I had a the pastor I went on staff with years and years ago. He set me down. A lot of things he taught me. But one thing he said, watch me. Learn what I do good. Learn to do better. And then he said, watch me. And the things that I do bad, learn not to do. Amen? Okay? I hope this will be a help and encouragement because here is your future. This is your future right here. And and you need... You you said the teens are moving on. So there's there's a void, okay? And so we need to bring some what? Some children in. Because they're your next what? Teens. Amen? Well, quietly bring your hands up. Everybody, quietly. Everybody, come on, come on, come on, come on. Bring your hands up. Come on, come on, come on. You can all be children tonight, folks. It's okay. All right? It's all right. Quietly bring your hands down. Pass your eyes. Close your eyes. Pass your mouths. Close your mouth. Stuck hands on your chin. Pray quietly in your heart. Will I pray aloud? Father, bless our time tonight. We thank you for your word. We thank you for its truth. And Holy Spirit, we ask God that it would work where I cannot say what I cannot, do what I cannot. Bless in every heart. And we will thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Young men, young ladies, the greatest thing you can ever learn in life is learn to listen. Bible says be swift to hear and slow to speak. God wants us to listen and keep our mouth shut. Amen? Learn to listen. You can't listen and talk at the same time. It doesn't work. Listen. Amen? Well, we have... My name is Brother Gear. This is my dear sweet wife, Mrs. Gear. All right? And we are here from Austin, Texas. Now, now I need you to smile. Come on, smile. Brandon, you got to smile. Put a smiling face. Here, let me help you. Put your finger like this. All you guys, come on. Put your fingers here, here, fingers, 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 fingers. Put them right here. Put them right here, right here, right here. Put your hand right here. Now push up. There. Okay. All right. So when you say Austin, Texas, you gotta smile. Amen. Okay. But we have brought a friend with us. It's not just my wife and I. We have brought a friend, and I want to introduce to him to you right now. You ready, Connor? Here comes my friend. Okay. All right. Okay. Here is my friend, and his name is Bill. All right. <laughs> yep, there he is. <laughs> I told you he was here. <laughs> no, his name is Bill, right? Yep, okay, all right. And um, you're from Texas too, aren't you, buddy? Yep, he's a Texas chicken, all right? And uh, now, you, uh, uh, by the way, his name is Bill. Say hi, Bill. There you go. Be friendly, okay? He that has friends must show himself friendly, right? Yep, okay. Now, this lesson is about you, isn't it? Uh-huh. And uh, it's about how you learn a hard lesson, right? Mm-hmm. Did you learn it the easy way? No. Did you learn it the hard way? Yep. Did you have to learn it the hard way? No. You should have listened, right? Yeah, okay. So, do you want to tell the story? You want me to tell the story? Okay. I'll be glad. I'll tell a story. So, here's what happened. I got my friend one day. He's a little teeny fuzzy little chick. And I carried him home very carefully. Got a little box. Put him right in there just inside the house. Some food and some water. Put him right in there. And Bill and I, we got to be really, really good friends. Well, I come home one day and opened up the door. And I had to go outside, and I had to do on the grass that chicken scratch kind of thing. And I walked back in, looked at the box. He's not in the box. Bill got so big, he had hopped right out of that box. And I said, Bill, Bill, where are you, Bill? And he looked around the corner. I said, come here, Bill. We got to talk. So he came over, and I said, now, Bill, you got to go outside. You're too big to stay in the house now. And I said, but before you go out there, I need to tell you some things, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, did you listen? Mm Mm-mm. And I said, now, Bill, outside are boys and girls with sticks and rocks. Did I tell you? Yeah. Did you listen? Nope. <laughs> Didn't listen. I said, now, Bill, outside are uh, possums and skunks and badgers and all that stuff. Did I tell you? Yeah. You listen? Mm-mm. Didn't listen. I said, Bill, outside are bad chickens. Did I tell you that? Yes. But it went in one ear, right out the other ear, and that didn't take very long. <laughs> kind of like you maybe sometimes. And I told him, but he didn't listen. Now, 
I said, no, Bill, these chickens are bad chickens. And they're always getting in trouble. They're always playing this, these two games. One of the games they would play is, why does a chicken cross the road? <laughs> and a second game was chicken, right? Yep, okay. And, 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 uh, well, I'll tell you what happened. And, and so, so one day, um, and then I said, now Bill outside are cars and trucks, did I tell you? Yep. Did you listen? No. He did not listen at all. How'd he went? He looked up, saw them chickens. Boom! There he went. Headed to those chickens. I'd see him, Bill, you're gonna get in trouble! He'd say, nah, my chicken buddies will look out for me. I knew better. By the way, when mommies and daddies, you ask if you can do this, if you could hear this, watch this, go there, be with that person, and, and all those kind of things, and you ask, and mommy and daddy say no, you know why they say no? It's because they love you. And because they know a little more than you do. In fact, they know a lot more than you do. And you should be very wise and say, I am going to listen to my mommy and daddy because they love me. And when I listen to mommy and daddy, I learn to listen to God. Yeah. 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 Important. The first four commandments is my relationship with God. The next six is my relationship with others. And the first one is with mommy and daddy. Yeah, listen. Well, he got to... And by the way, if you ever want to know what you really, 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 really like, just check out your friends. There's birds of a feather flock together. Can you say it with me? Birds of a feather flock together. Let's say it one more time. Birds of a feather flock together. And you say, you know what? Uh, magpies hang around with magpies and sparrows hang around with sparrows and boys and girls and they don't talk right and they don't think right and they don't act right. You know what? You get to hanging around with them, you'll be just like them. So that's a good thing to watch. Did I tell you? Mm-hmm. You listen? Mm-hmm. It was a hot summer day and I was sitting at my desk working and I heard a truck coming down the road. And all of a sudden I heard brakes. And I heard a I went to the door and looked. There wasn't a chicken anywhere. And, and the truck, it was off down the road. And I looked back and that's when I saw it. And I looked close in the road. There was a chicken. I went out there and as soon as I got there, I knew it was Bill. I picked him up and I listened. And his little chicken heart stopped. But then I remembered I had taken CPR and first aid. I opened up the air passageway and I began to administer CPR. And his little chicken heart had started again. Now, you probably noticed something very unusual. You see, when that truck hit him, it knocked every feather off of his chicken body. Alright? And he's never grown another feather since. Alright? Now, chickens Fellas, do not sin. But we do. And disobedience, even a little bit, is sin. And sin has consequences. Can you say it with me? Sin has consequences. Let's say it again. Sin has consequences. You say, what does that mean? That means... Well, let's do this. Put your hands together, everybody. But fellas, put your hands together. Well, I'm going to count three. One, two, three. And what I'm going to do is when I count to three, okay, I want us to make one giant clap. Ready? Here we go. One, two, three. You heard that? By the way, what's your first name? Um, Oshin. Did I say it right? Yeah. Good enough. All right. Thank you. All right. And your brother? He is, but he's your brother. He's a good one too, right? Gonna keep him. Good, excellent. <laughs> your brother likes you. <laughs> okay, so that pop. You can put your hands down. You see, what you're hearing is when you bring your hands together. What you're hearing is 
air molecules and they're being smashed. They're getting scrunch, 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 and you hear an air molecule squeak out of your hand and they're coming and they hit your eardrum and you're hearing a pop. So sin has consequences. When I pop, when I slap my hands, there's a consequence. Something happens when I do that. I hear a pop. Young men, when we sin, there's consequences. There's a price to pay. The Bible says, God's word says, for the wages of sin is death. That's not real good news. So, you know, it would be, we would be real smart if we was to listen and we was to learn to watch and say, that doesn't look good. I'm not going there. I don't think I want to be with those young people. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Yes, Father? Oh, man, listening. Yes, Mommy? Oh, listening. Yes, God? Mm, listen. Yes, Preacher? Listening. Amen. 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 All right? And so, but sin leaves scars. I, uh, when I was a little boy, man, I wanted a pair of cowboy boots real bad. And so my father, he bought me a pair of cowboy boots and man, I was proud of my cowboy boots and, and I had my, my, uh, my long shorts on there. And, uh, and, uh, when I was a little boy, they used to, at the, the, the landfill, the dump, everybody could just go there and, and every once in a while somebody would come along with a match and throw a match in it and blaze it burn up. Okay. But it'd leave these beautiful, beautiful piles of ash. Oh, gorgeous. Oh. Oh. Yeah. And, 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 and so we're there and I got, you know, my, and, and I got my cowboy boots on and, and, and I go over, I see this, oh, beautiful. I see this big pile of ash. <laughs> it's not hot. My dad sees me and he says, son, that's hot. Now here I am. I'm five years old. <laughs> and, and, and <laughs> And I thought to myself in my little five-year-old brain, I'm smarter than my father is. I felt it, not hot. And so what I did is I got off here. (laughs) I said, this is going to be so much fun. I went jump. And I went flying. What? right down inside that old huge pile of ash. And you know what? It wasn't hot that much. It was all live coals. And as soon as I went through, my cowboy boots went and sucked all that fire right down inside my cowboy boots. I come out real fast, real fast. My father, he caught me and he got me down and he got out his, he got out his, he got out his. Stick with me here. Okay. He got his, he got, he got out his little pocket knife. And he said, son, I can't take your boots off. If I take your boots off, it's going to take your feet with it. And he got his knife out and he had to cut those cowboy boots off of my burned, scorched feet. And he never bought me another pair. And to this day, it was 60 years ago. Every time I take a bath, I look down and I see my scarred feet. Sin has consequences. Serious consequences. Amen? Sin leaves scars. You know, so I have scars on my feet. They're marked for the rest of my life. And it's because I disobeyed my father. And sin leaves scars on your mind. Oh, yes. There are people here who have serious scars on their mind. Sin leaves scars on your heart. Oh, yes. And sin leaves scars on your body. Let's learn a lesson from a plastic, sorry I said that, rubber chicken. Amen? Learn to what? Stand up today and we'll sing this song right here. Everyone stand with me.
will obey the first time I'm told. I will obey right away. Never asking why, never with a sigh. I will obey right away. I will obey the first time I'm told. I will obey right away. Never asking why, never with a I will obey right away. Yeah, I would say so too. Amen. Well, get your Bibles out. Let's get those Bibles out. All right. Get them out. Get them out. Get them out. Let's see those Bibles. Okay. Obedience is three parts. A lot of people think obedience is just doing what you're told. Well, that's not true. Okay? Obedience is doing what you're told when you're told to do it with the right attitude. Let's say you were on your bicycle and you were riding and having a blast and you heard your mommy say, uh, uh, Noah, time to come home. <laughs> And you were just far enough away and said, ah, she won't know if I heard her or not. And you kept going. Could you say you obeyed? Yes or no, folks? No. no. All right? But uh, so it's doing what you're told. But what if you uh, what if you heard and you say, and, and she says, no, oh, time to come home. And you say, yes, mommy, I'm going to go around just one more time. And you came home and you were sweet about it and stuff. Wouldn't know if obeyed or disobeyed. Disobeyed. Why? He didn't do it. When? Right away. What if he, mommy said, come home. And he came home right away. Threw the bicycle down, stomped in, said. I know you've never done that. Hey. Would he have, he did what he was told. He did it right away. But the attitude. You know what? Attitude is everything. Amen. Attitude is big, big. We can all work on that one. Amen. Attitude. All right. Well, turn your Bibles to Genesis chapter 22. Genesis chapter 22. And I'm hurrying, I'm hurrying, I'm hurrying. Genesis chapter 22. Now, when Abraham was alive on the earth, Abraham did not have a Bible, okay? And so, when God spoke to men, God spoke with his voice, and men heard with their ears, okay? Now, today, we do have a Bible, and when God speaks to us, it is through the reading of his word, the preaching of his word, and the teaching of his word. Amen. Okay? And so that's how we hear the voice of God. And when God hears our voice, it's when we lift up our voice in prayer. So, God, we can still hear from God, and God can still hear from us. And in Genesis chapter 22, by the way, any of you fellas know what the word Genesis means? Anybody? You know what that word means? Well, in the very first book, the very first chapter, the very first three words of the Bible, it says this, in the beginning. That's what Genesis means. Fellas, what does Genesis mean? In the beginning. I did not hear your voices. All right? Okay, let's try it again. Here we go. You ready? Okay, come on. Ready? What is the, what is Genesis mean? In the beginning. Excellent. And so in Genesis chapter 22, we have a beautiful, beautiful story of that, that God is going to begin to paint for us. 
I don't know how to paint pictures and things like that, but you know, I've seen some things and I just look at it and go, that is incredible. How do they do that? But God is going to paint a picture for us tonight, fellas, that is incredible. Right? And so, here we go. Genesis chapter 22, verse 1. And it says, and it came to pass after these things that God did tempt Abraham. Now that word tempt means test. Now fellas, it's a good thing for us to learn to be tested. You know, to be dependable means that somebody depends on you. That means somebody trusts you. Do you know what? Trust has to be earned. I've seen young people, I've done this. I remember doing this in my life. You don't trust me. Huh, there's a reason they didn't trust me. If you want somebody to trust you, that's because you have got to earn trust. You have to work for that. Amen. And young fellas, once you have trust, don't ever let it go. That is something precious. It's, 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 it's worth more than gold. Trust is a wonderful thing. It is a good thing for people to trust you because they know that what comes out of your mouth is true. They know that your heart is what? True. And God was, was testing Abraham. And he said unto him, Abraham! And Abraham said, Behold, here I am. Fellas, when mommy or daddy says something to you, you know what you need to learn to do? You need to stop whatever you're doing. You need to look them square in the eye and say, Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. And you're ready to listen. You're ready to listen with both your ears. You're ready to listen with your heart. You're ready to listen with your mind. And when they say something to you, you look at them. You stop whatever you're doing. You look at them and answer them. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. You're ready. And see, that way, later in your life, when God speaks to you and, and whispers, you can say, oh, yes, sir. Why? Because you learn to obey mommy and daddy. Because you learn to obey your pastor. Because you learn to obey your teachers. Amen? Oh, man, that's good. Let's help them with that. Because the world out there tonight is making sure they don't learn that. All right? So it's important that we do that. They learn by example. Amen? So when your pastor speaks, well, listen. When God speaks, we ought to listen. And we ought to do what we're told. When we're told. With a right attitude. Amen. 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 Okay? Your country needs that. Your country needs that. And he said, Take now thy son, thine only son Isaac, whom thou lovest, and get thee into the land of Moriah, and offer him there for a burnt offering upon one of the mountains, which I will tell thee of. You know what God just said, Brendan? God just gave Abraham probably the most hardest job in the whole world. He said, I want you to take your son and kill him. What? God can never ask anybody ever to do that before this. And God has never asked anybody to do that since this. First and last. We're painting a picture. Alpha and Omega. A father had one son that he loved. And God had given Abraham years and years and years and years ago a promise. And God said, Abraham, I'm going to bless you. I'm going to bless you. There's going to be so many little Abrahams running around. I'm going to bless you. But, and he was an old man. And as an old man, he has a little boy. His name is Isaac. And, and Abraham's now really old. And Abraham, he's thinking, I have one son. That blessing really is going to be in the son. Not in the father. In the son. Amen. And he said, and God wants me to kill him. Well, what God wants, God gets. No matter how hard this is. And he, we're going to find out he did what he was told, when he was told, with the right attitude. In verse 3, it says, And Abraham rose up early in the morning and saddled his donkey and took two of his young men with him. And Isaac and son claved the wood for the burnt offering and rose up and went to the place what God had told him. 
Noah, could you help me tonight? Thank you. Right here. We're going to pretend tonight that this is Isaac. So who is this? Isaac. Isaac. And Isaac is Abraham's son. I'm going to pretend like I'm Abraham and I am Isaac's father. Okay? So it's kind of, maybe kind of like this. Isaac! And he says, yes, father, he comes. He said, son, you and I are going to go on a, a little trip. Okay? And uh, and he's, yes, okay. So I, I have some donkeys here for us. So, son, I want you to get on your donkey. So get on your donkey. There you go, okay? Now, now you stay up with dad, okay? And uh, these two young men, they'll be coming with us. Here we go. Here we go. And so they started riding, okay? And uh, Abraham had to think about this for three days. A hard thing. Three days he had to think about this. Three days. And uh, they got to the place, whoa, that God had told Abraham, Mount Moriah. Can you say it with me? Mount Moriah. Moriah. Mount Moriah. Okay, you got it. You got it. Mount Moriah. You got it. Excellent. All right. And so they got to the place and, uh, and, and Abraham, we see right here, he said to the young men, you young men stay here. I and the lad, we're going to go up to the top of the mountain and we're going to offer sacrifice there. And Abraham, he said to his son, he said, here, son, you carry the wood. By the way, teach your young men to work. Amen. 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 Teach them to work. Teach them to work. Teach them to be responsible. Amen. Teach them to work. Let them get blisters. Let them work hard. Amen. Okay. And so, come on, son. We'll go up to the mountain. And so they started walking. Now, Mount Moriah is pretty steep. So the further they walked, the steeper it got. <laughs> I like you. <laughs> and they, they were going up. And, and, and Isaac said, Father, may I ask you a question? Yes, son. He said, Father, here's the wood, the knife, the fire. Father... Where is the sacrifice? Oh, the picture's getting better. Oh, it's getting real good. And he turns and looks at his son. He said, my son, God shall provide himself a sacrifice. He knew. He'd been to lots of sacrifices. He knew that it was a picture of, of the covering of sin because of, of, of a picture of sinless blood covering the sins of man. He'd been to lots of them. Who knows? Hundreds, maybe thousands. He knew the, 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 the picture of all of that. He knew that he'd been taught that, that one day there was going to be a Messiah that would come. And and he knew that that Messiah would talk, that would take away the sins of the world. And he said, "You're it. Let's go." Now, fellas, when mommy or daddy says time for bed, it's time for bed. When mommy or daddy says. Amen. Sometimes we don't like it. In fact, nobody in this room likes being told what to do. Nobody. But it's good for us to learn to do what we're told, when we're told, and to, and work on the right attitude. Right, Connor? So they got to the place, and the Bible tells us, have a seat, son. It really doesn't tell us what Isaac did, but it does tell us what Abraham did. Abraham, he, he built there an altar. And uh, really, we're not sure what, what the son did. We're really not sure what he did. But uh, maybe he just had him sit and watch. I don't know. Son, come on. 
Put your hands out. We do have a rebellious generation today. Amen. And you know, parents, it really doesn't make any difference what they tell us out there. We need to do what God says. Amen. Right? Those folks out there, they, they don't know what right is. God does know what right is. Amen. And God tells us that, that we, we need to be real careful about this rebellious generation. And Abraham did a very, very smart thing. You know, even the Lord Jesus Christ said, you know, if this, if this cup could pass from me, amen. But you know, the Lord didn't let it pass from him. Abraham was going to make sure that his son did not rebel. There's no options now. You know, parents, I, I've, see, I've seen mothers keep their sons and daughters from going to a mission field. I've seen that. And both end up being very miserable because they missed God's best. Amen? You say, but they're my child. No. Children are in heritage of the Lord. They belong to Him. We're just blessed to have them for a little while. Amen. Alright? Okay? And so they probably hugged each other. They probably cried. Abraham took that knife. And as he took that knife, and he started to take the life of his own son, Abraham! Abraham! God had to call him twice. Because he was, in his heart and mind, this was a done deal. It was going to happen. And he said, Abraham, he said, I know your heart. And he said, I know that you would not withhold anything from me, even your own son, Isaac, that you love. You know, it's interesting. Abraham is the only man in the Bible, fellas, that says he was the friend of God. Amen. Wow, what a special thing to say that I am God's friend. He is our friend. But to be his friend? Whoa. And he said, Abraham, he said, your son is free. I bet they shouted. I bet they had themselves a time. They said, yes. Praise God. And then all of a sudden, here, take that, Isaac. Look, come on. Come on, Isaac. Quick, 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 quick. Hey, look. The Bible says they found a ram caught by his horns in a bush. Here, put the rope on him. Yeah, put the rope around him there, son. All right, let's go. Let's go. He's a wiggly one. Hold on to him. He's, hold on. He's a wiggly one. Yeah, he's a wiggly one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Put him, okay, right here, right here, right here. And right there, Abraham and Isaac offered a sacrifice. So let's get down right here, okay? And they offered a, a sacrifice right there on top of Mount Moriah. Oh, what a beautiful, beautiful picture God is painting for us right now. If you're here and you're not saved, Abraham looked to Calvary. He didn't know when it was going to happen. He didn't even know how it was all going to happen. But he knew that the Son of God was going to be the Messiah. Somehow he had that in his heart and mind because he believed God. He believed Him. Amen. And he took him at his word. And God's painting a picture for us here in the Old Testament and painting a picture for Abraham. And and they offered a sacrifice right there. And on that day, the sinless died. And the sinner went free. Glad to see. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Boys and girls, young men, God, he did an excellent job. We find in the book of Philippians, you can turn there, it's in the New Testament. The Bible tells us that Jesus came to seek and to save that was which was lost. 
In the book of Philippians, I'll help you find it. Genesis, Exodus, Philippians. Okay. In the book of Philippians, in chapter two, and verse eight, it tells us some something very, very wonderful here. It says, "And being found in fashions, talking about Jesus here." Uh, in verse 7, we'll look at verse 7, it says, But made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant. It was made in the likeness of men. That's my Jesus. All God, all man. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Amen. Verse 9 says, Wherefore God also hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. And so on a, another father who had one son who he loved, took him to another mountain. And on that mountain, they crucified the Lamb of God. Amen. On that day, the sinless Lamb of God died. And the sinners all went free. What a beautiful picture. If Jesus would do this for me, he died for me. He did not have to do that. But he wanted to do that. He chose to do that. He did that for me. He was obedient. Fellas, look at my eyes. If God the Son, the creator of the universe, my creator, my savior, do that for me, do that for you, and be and, and and do it in obedience? Shouldn't we be obedient to him? Shouldn't we do that? And you know how we do that? It's simple. You learn to obey mommy and daddy right away. You learn to obey your pastor. You learn to obey your teacher. You learn to obey the have the authority over you. You learn to obey your big brother. Ah! Oh, I know. I know. You better do right. Amen. Obeying your big sister. Amen. Husbands, obey your wives and, oh no, I guess, <laughs> no, that, that, that's that other church. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Children, obey your parents in the Lord. For what? This is right. And it's always Right to do right. Can you say it with me? It's always right to do right. Say it with me. It's always right to do right. Now we have to work at that. That's not an easy thing. Amen. Amen. Of town can't say, I 
I'm going to do something new. I'm going to make a ruler, and uh, the centimeter is going to be this big on my new ruler. And the company on that side of town, they can't say, oh, yeah, well, I'm going to make a new ruler, too. And the centimeter on my ruler is going to be this big. So there. You can't do that because all rulers have to be made according to standards. Can you imagine? Nobody would be able to accurately measure anything. They wouldn't be able to build anything correctly at all. The standard is important. We have standard for our rules, and standard is the word hey. of God. We can't say, oh, I have this rule, and that one, mm -hmm. oh, I'm going to make this rule for me, and over here, we can't say, oh, yeah, well, I'm going to make this rule for me. I don't like that rule. I'm going to make this rule. No, our rules have to come from the standard, which Amen. is what? The word, word of God. God. Let's look at our rules real quick. If I was going to draw a picture of a house, I'm not a very good artist. I could have a pencil and I could have a paper, but my house might look kind of like this. Crooked. But if I took my ruler and my pencil, and my paper, and I used them very carefully, very accurately, and I made very, very accurate markings, and I measured just so from each side, and made little, little dots, and then I laid my ruler right on my paper very carefully, and I followed a line there, right on the edge, with a, with a pencil, I could make straight lines. My house would be so pretty. You don't want to put it in the refrigerator. Because I used straight rulers. Now let's think about our lives. God gives us our rulers, our authorities, for a very important reason. He gives us our authorities because he wants us to walk straight lines. We are sinners. And because we're sinners, we sometimes go crooked. And when we go crooked, our mom or a dad, or a grandpa, or a grandma, or a pastor sees us going crooked. We're not walking the straight line. And they love us. So they correct us. Maybe they know this. They don't want us to go crooked. They don't want us to do wrong and be in sin. So they correct us. And if we're wise, we're going to be glad about that. We're going to have a right attitude in our religion. And one other thing about our rulers. We use it to measure with. God says, we're smart. We're not going to look at our neighbor and say, I'm better than her. I'm not so bad. we got to say, let's measure ourselves against the word of God. And we'll find out the truth that we have come short. Amen. Kevin! Kevin! Time for lunch! Okay, Mom, just a minute. Oh, no, we said it again. <sighs> Every time anybody asked Kevin to do something, it was always with a smile, and it was always done, but it was always with just a minute. Kevin was a little freckle-faced, little red-headed little boy. He had trusted Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior at HBC the year before, and he loved the Lord, but just a minute. Oh, he said it again. Well, Kevin had a little sister. Her name was Charlotte. And uh, Charlotte, Kevin was being a bad testimony. In other words, she was learning to be just like her brother because she would listen to him. He was teaching Charlotte not a good thing. Well, he finally went in. Clothes were muddy. And his mom said, Kevin, I called you 10 minutes ago. Yes, mommy, but I was, I'm building a new bridge for my roads and I was just trying to get my bridge built. Kevin? Yes, mother. So he went, cleaned up, they had a wonderful lunch. Well, right after lunch, Kevin went out and he decided to climb way up under apple tree and he was up there and he thought, ah, I am going to be Tarzan. Oh! He was having so much fun, and he looked over in Mr. Brown's yard, and there was a goat. He said, that's rhinoceros. 
And he said, ah, there comes the king of the beast, the lion. <laughs> yeah. He was having so much fun, and then that's when he heard it. It was right down the street. He heard it. There it was again. His little heart started going, and he thought, oh no, oh no, oh no. And he started down out of that tree because he knew it was going to be right in front of his house in just a minute. And he could really go for a double dip chocolate chip ice cream cone. (laughs) It was the ice cream man. And he thought, oh, oh yes. And he started down out of that tree and he was going, going, going. And he could hear the truck. It's getting closer and closer and closer. And he knew any minute it's going to be in front of his house. And if he didn't hurry, he was going to miss it. And that's when he realized he was just a little bit higher than he thought he was. But he looked over and he saw mom in the kitchen doing dishes. He said, there's the ticket, man. He said, Mommy, the ice cream truck is right outside the front there. I could really go for a double dip chocolate chip ice cream cone. And she looked up and she started to dry her hands and she went, (laughs) And she looked out the window and saw he's safe. She said, just a minute, Kevin! <gasps> oh, that's not what she, he wanted to hear. Mommy, 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 please! Just a minute, Kevin! Well, she was a smart mommy, and when she couldn't hear that ice cream truck anymore either, she went outside, and what do you suppose she found? A very sad little boy. He said, Mommy, why didn't you come when I... Called you? Mommy, I feel terrible. Is this how you feel when I say just a minute? Yes, Kevin. And so does everybody else. Mommy, I am sorry. Now, fellas, you can say sorry all day long. But there's a difference between saying I'm sorry and doing something about it. Amen. So Kevin, he said, Mommy, can I ask Jesus to forgive me right now? Yes. They got down on their knees and Kevin prayed, Father, please forgive me. Please forgive me of disobeying Mommy and Daddy and everybody else and forgive me of being a terrible testimony to my little sister Charlotte. And you know the Lord did. 1 John 1, 9 says, if we confess our sins, he, God, is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all righteousness. And uh, he said, he got up and he said, as soon as daddy gets home, I'm going to go tell daddy I'm sorry. Maybe some of you fellas need to do that tonight. Maybe you need to go to mom or dad. Maybe you need to go to your pastor and say, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Forgive me. And then mommy says, okay, son, time to go in the house. I have something for you. What do you think it was? What, what do you think that mommy, what do you think mommy had? What do you think, Nora? No. Yes. <laughs> You're right. You know what? When we do right, God will bless you. Sometimes it may not be easy. Sometimes it may be very hard. But when we do right, God will bless you. Amen? Okay. Real quick, we're going to play a game. Boys against girls. Miss Gear, take this. Quick. Okay? I'm going to hide this. Okay? And I have some questions. There are no girls here, but we would let some of the girls involve if they like. Okay? So it's going to be the boys against the girls. And remember, when a ship is sinking, men and women first. Men and children. Uh, <laughs> yes, leave them kids there. No? <laughs> it's women and children first. Feed them to the sharks, then the men can go. Okay, all right. All right. And so, it, so it's going to be the girls first. Now, girls, um, I have a question for you. My wife and I 
we brought a friend. What was our friend's name? What was our friend's... What? what did you raise your hand? Did you raise your hand? What's our friend's name? Bill. Bill okay. And his last name? <laughs> Chicken. Okay. Come on, come on, come on. Pick a bee. Okay, pick a bee. All right, fellas. Hurry, hurry, hurry. Come, 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 come. Pick a bee, pick a bee. All right, fellas, here's a question for you. This is going to be tough, really hard. How many fingers am I showing? More than one, but if you get a stinger, you lost those points. Yeah, so just keep picking. It's okay. Be brave, but don't be. Well, we gotta let's let's today. We gotta do this today. (laughs) All right. Okay, eight hundred. Wait a minute. Let me see that. Ah. Okay, pick another one. Pick another. This one right here. Oh, you get one point for the girls. No. Okay, ten. No. None. <laughs> you got nine hundred. Do you want to pick more? Oh yes, more? please pick more. Pick more. Hurry, hurry, hurry. Today. Okay. okay. All right. Okay, fellas. Where are my wife and I from? Where are we from? Where are we from? America. <laughs> no. <laughs> We do not claim those people. <laughs> it's a girl's turn. Okay. I only call on people raise their hands and never people that say things out loud. Okay. Girls, where? What? Okay. <laughs> Come on, pick a bee. Hurry, 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 hurry. Don't say things out of turn because if you do, I'm giving it to the girls. Okay. This one right here. Five thousand. Oh no, five hundred. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Five hundred. You want to pick another one? Pick one more. One more. One more. One more. That was not the one to pick. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. <laughs> Girls. All right. Okay. So, uh, what was our in our Bible lesson? Okay. I want book and chapter. Book and chapter of our Bible lesson tonight, girls. Book and chapter. Did you? Yes. Genesis. Mm, no, fellas. Genesis. Genesis twenty-two. Come on, pick a beat. Two hundred. Four hundred. That was not the one to pick. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. <laughs> Amen. You know what? <laughs> okay. Fellas. No, is it? Yeah, because the boy's answering the girl's turn. Here we go. Fellas. Sin leaves something. What does sin leave? No. You got it, man. Come on. Six hundred. Nine hundred. Go sit down. <laughs> Good picking. <laughs> okay. Sin leaves scars in three places, girls. I want those three places. Girls, sin leaves scars in three places. What are those three places, girls? Give me three. Pick a yellow one. Seven hundred. Yes. <laughs> oh, we're out of time. <laughs> you know, this is an incredible book. Amen. And uh, we have an incredible God. And we have an opportunity starting Tuesday to introduce a whole bunch of young people to an incredible book, an incredible God. Amen. Let's have fun. I mean, forget yourself. Forget yourself and jump in both feet. Amen. You say, that's just not me. 
we, we, we've got to reach this younger generation. This younger generation is not learning this way. This younger generation is triggered right here. And if we don't, if we don't make this book come alive, they're not going to get it. Take the child who is the most troublesome child on the planet. Set them in front of a two hour DVD. They totally disappear for two hours. You, they don't, they don't, they don't cause problems. They don't get up. They, 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 they just disappear. And you say they can't memorize. Oh, they see it one time. At the end of it, that two hours, they have the storyline, the characterization, and the music. Bam. First time. One time. Why does that DVD work? It's visual. That's what it is. Alright? Have fun. Let, let's reach this generation. And, and can I say of, of, of Ireland, you know, your young people, um, they're doing better than our young people are. They are. They are. But can I tell you something? We, we've been traveling countries for a long time. We've been able to watch countries, how they were, how they were 20, 30 years ago, and now how they are today. Okay? Technology is not helping us. We need to get back to the old book. This will help us. Amen? Let's make this come alive in their lives. Thank you.